My next guest is a must-watch, must-listen to singer-songwriter in Canada. She has collaborated and worked with some of the music industry's most notable producers and songwriters. Big Woo, Looney Tunes, Tone Mason, and others. Her latest collaboration was with Andrina Mill, who has worked with the likes of Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez, Janet Jackson, and Justin Bieber. Please welcome to the studio, Renee Winter. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. You know, here's the thing. I can't read my Andrina worked with Drake Delisha. The co-writer on the song is the one who wrote, who wrote, who worked with uh, Beyonce ah. and J Lo. She was a writer with Rodney Jerkins Camp for many years. Okay, yeah, she worked with Dark Child Production Company. They wrote lots of records. A whole crew of them. Nice. Yeah, I've known her for a really long time, and she blessed me and wrote a song with me. So it's like really exciting. So tell me about that. This this is Speak? Yeah, so this is Speak. This is my uh, comeback record. I yeah. have not released music in a really long time. Mm-hmm. I had two kids, two yeah. sons, ages four and six. And this is my new passion project. Uh, my kids went back to school. I have free time again where I can just really focus on what I want to do because they're busy. Yeah, yeah. They're busy now. Sure. So They're out of the house during the day. I understand. You know? And before this time was coming, I wanted to prepare because for a while now, it's just been building up this music inside of me that I kind of put on a little bit of a hiatus or a back burner per se. Yeah. Just to kind of find out like who I was outside of music because I had been doing it for so long. Okay. And just chasing my dreams and like, whoo, like you look around, you're like, oh, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what else am I doing? So that's how Speak really came about. Um, Andrina and I were recording for like many years. She relocated to L.A. Okay. I had been planning to go visit her. And I was just literally having like a casual conversation with my friend Delisha. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, what's going on with the music? I said, I'm going to L.A. to see Andrina. She's like, get out of here. I'm like, yeah, you want to come? Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't play with me. And I said, don't play with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, we, it just really just happened just like that. And we went. To, she, she lives in Detroit, like outside Detroit area. OK. And we met. We both flew from our different locations. And uh, here we are pretty much like we. Recorded the record out there. And we co- recorded a few records, actually, when okay. we were there. Yeah. Listen, so, I mean, tell me about this song. I, how do you, how do you, you know, I, I can, I, I, th- I think I can understand how you, you, you sit down and you write by yourself. Yes. How do you connect with somebody else and write together? How okay. does that work? Here's the thing. I'm blessed to say that I've known both of the ladies. So I've known Delisha since I was in the third grade. And she was in the second grade. We mm-hmm. went to elementary school together and high school. What, what schools did you guys go to? Uh, Bishop Scalabrini in okay. Mississauga. And then we went to Father Gates okay. High School together. And then we kind of went our separate ways from there. Like moved. We both moved. Mm-hmm. But uh, And Andrina, I've known her for very many years just in the industry. I, I admired her work. I'd seen her around. But we never had an opportunity to build a personal relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like once we got together... It was like magic because we never had an opportunity to fuse the music with somebody outside because Andrina and I had already had our thing. So to add another person in, mm-hmm. but the thing with Delisha is she's an amazing writer, yeah. you know, and you kind of just put your input in. So it's like if you have an idea, speak it. Yeah. If you have, if someone else, just go with it. Mm-hmm. It's just like 
an energy in the room that just happens. It's like really unexplainable. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does speak about? I would say speak is about relationships when you're in a long-term relationship per se. Mm-hmm. And it starts to get really passive aggressive annoying Uh-oh. or you kind of put push things under the rug mm-hmm. right you don't want to address things because all of a sudden it seems like you're nagging that word comes up sometimes in relationships like sure, sure. you're bothering me you're nagging me you're yeah. kind of acting like my mother kind of mm-hmm. thing but we didn't want to go that far lyrically but it's really like that dynamic where okay Something is off with us. Maybe we grew together. Like we got together when we were 18 and now we're 28. Mm-hmm. We grew. We yeah. are not the same You're individuals. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we got to talk about this part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. But it's weird how we get into a relationship and expect our partner to know what we want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you could actually tell somebody a few times and they might forget. Sure, sure, sure. Relationships, so like that dynamic, because it's always like love and love or really angry. I wanted to speak to be like a vulnerable conversation. It's mm. like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I just want to have a conversation. Like, don't think I'm attacking you. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Because sometimes when you talk about certain things that are uncomfortable, people get defensive and sure. a fight ensues. Yeah. That's so true. Right? And you know, like relationships, even like new relationships, if you don't like set the boundaries... Or the tone. Mm-hmm. It could get really... Or the expectations. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Um, okay, so I have to ask the next question. Okay. Why this song mm-hmm. now? Like, I know the kids are at school. They're, they're, you, you've got the free time. Right, right. Yeah, but why, why, why this particular song at this particular time? Really? I feel like it gets into, like, the social media aspect of things. Mm. You know... People would rather send you a subliminal, even if, forget like um, a relationship, just talk about friends, like a crew of friends. If there's a dispute, I'd rather put up a quote instead of talking to you or a meme uh, like to you. You know I'm talking to you, <laughs> but I will not say it's you when I can just pick up the phone and be like, hey, I have an issue. What's going on? Yeah. Because even when you send a text, depending on what mood you're in, you read that You read tone. it differently. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just cut out all that mess and yeah. speak about it. Yeah, yeah. Pick up the phone. Let's meet up. So I feel like in 2019, there is that disconnect of that personal connection. Mm-hmm. We'd rather just say angry tweet or like a passive tweet. Yeah. When I could talk to you directly. True. Like the world needs to hear this. Like speak to one another. Each other. Yeah. Instead of just texting and emojis. Language is different nowadays, isn't it? That's right. You said you, you wrote a, a number of songs. Yes. Together. Are, are they all about relationships and people? Or um, are there other themes that you guys wrote about or other topics, subjects? You know what? There, it's a little a little mix. Like uh, the next song is really just owning your, it's like empowering your sexuality per se, mm-hmm. like as a woman, you know, because some men like kind of try and play around with us sometimes and mm-hmm. like use our power, like like our 
confidence against us because sometimes men are like, oh, you're too confident or you're full of yourself. And that's not true. It's really mm-hmm. like a self-care and a self-love. But sometimes people take it the wrong way. So the next song, we kind of talk about that. But really in a fun way. Yeah, yeah. Playing on like a lot of metaphors and similes in that one. Okay. And uh, just a, it's a broad spectrum. I want to really talk about everything and sing about everything. You have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> we've been here a long time, mm. right? So mm-hmm. I feel like um, this time around, I want to give back and inspire the young girls that like you can get behind the boards. Yeah. You can create, you can write your own song. You can play the guitar. You can record yourself. Like I recorded the final vocals to the song in my basement, mm. you know, and Andrina made the beat. Like we literally were in a quiet room. Yeah. And by the time we were done, we had an entire song. Wow. You know, so it's really empowering that as women to inspire other young women, like don't wait for anybody, not a man, not a woman, create Mm -hmm. it for yourself. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Let's go back. You started singing at a a young age. And I think all kids, they do something, right? They they sing, they dance, they tell jokes. You know, there's, you know, kids kind of pick up something. Yeah. Um, Yours was obviously singing, it sounds like. Yes. Um, what What were your influences? Like, were you, were your parents singers? Were you in a church choir? Like, tell me about that. Yeah. My, I, I come from a very musical family. Mm-hmm. My my dad always played records. He has, like, okay. so many records. And he used to put them on. Like, I can remember my parents, like, dancing in the living room. Wow. Playing records. So I, I, I grew up always having it in the house Mm -hmm. but then deeper than that there's other members in my family that are were in the music business um so i feel like it's just something that's always been a part of our family history my uncles my cousins in the past they were singers and i was in the choir you know so it's like music was always a part of my life even when cleaning up my mother had us cleaning up saturday mornings and to get us like motivated we had to put music on. <laughs> what sort of records <laughs> did your parents play? Uh, like Roger and Zap and Cool and the Gang, um, Al Green, mm. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Yeah. They had the good records. Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> <laughs> that is so nice. Yeah. That is so nice. You did some singing at school as well? I did. Choir and things like that. Yeah. Plays mm-hmm. and performances. Talent shows, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it something your parents pushed you into or was it something that you really enjoyed? What's really funny is I was actually shy to sing with like even though I had a like uh, an outgoing personality yeah, yeah, to yeah. share that part cuz yeah. like it was like too much attention for me mm-hmm. cuz it was like a one person kind of thing. I didn't really like it. So I didn't sing for people outside of my house. Like most of my family knew. Yeah. But my thing was sports. I used to run track and okay. I played basketball. So people really knew me for sports mm-hmm. until like the sixth grade. And then, and then I all sang. of a sudden you Yeah, singing. I sang at the school talent show. What the heck? Where did she come from? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They were really surprised. So what sports again were you? You were doing track? Mm-hmm. That was like my first love. I did yeah. 100 meters. Okay. 200. And then relay, I ran anchor. Oh, nice. Well, look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I loved, I loved it. Yeah. How far did you go? I ran in high school, but then I was just like, it's not for me because these girls were beasts, man. I was like, I'll try to sing now, you know, I kind of, (laughs) I was like, I'll let these ladies have it because they had so much heart. Like, I didn't love it anymore. So Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like I'm just taking somebody's place. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I I didn't love it anymore. 
uh, in high school, you still continued singing and performing in yes, school yes. productions. Mm-hmm. Did you go to university or college or, or start, go to an art school or anything like that? Or? No, I didn't. So when I graduated, yeah. because I was already on the street team with BMG. Yeah, I, tell that, me about that. When that did that happen? I, I was 16. Okay. I was 16 when that happened. And uh, it just opened my eyes. Like, I can do this. You're at festivals. You're, you're working for brands. And, and now things. looking back on it, yeah. Saul, we, he gave us the VIP treatment. Mm-hmm. Who saw? Saul was the head at the time of mm-hmm. the urban department. Okay. And he's the one that came up with the idea of making a street team, whereas like we were in on the ground. Yeah. We handed out stickers. Mm-hmm. We promoted all the events. Mm-hmm. You know, it really made a difference for awareness for artists, like how you have to really get ground okay. in. It's yeah. almost like how promoters hang outside the club. And hand out their flyers for the next party yeah, yeah. to you while you're coming out. That's what we would do. Mm-hmm. So whether it was like Wu-Tang or like Big Pun or Cameron or somebody, we would hand out these exclusive stickers. Yeah, yeah. You know, we even had like Wu-Tang nail polish and people would what? flock to that. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, having that experience, it mm-hmm. showed me, oh, wow, you know, it takes a lot of people to make this one artist or yeah. this group of artists look yeah. so amazing and it took so much work behind the scenes so that really intrigued me mm-hmm. i was like i want to learn about the process oh, okay you know? so the business side of the industry that's also, right also, also attracted you yeah that's what really really attracted me where do you go from there like what did you do um my mom said either you go to university okay. or you get a full time job. That's yeah. what my parents were saying. So yeah. then I got a full time job. Uh-huh. What at, were you doing? Um RBC. Okay. Yeah. Tell her. Uh yeah. Well, okay. customer service, yeah. but I was in the uh call <clears throat> center. Okay. Um and it was right here on Blue Jays Way, but they moved it. It was at Blue Jays Way okay. and Front Street, like on that side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of worked out. And then from there, being in Toronto now, because then I moved to the city, okay. being from Saga, a lot of more opportunities just started happening. Sure. One after the other, because now I was available, because mm. when I lived in Mississauga, you know, the bus stopped early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so by the time real Can't things were happening, <laughs> I'm gone. I'm missing everything. Yeah. So that's when things really picked up. And was it Illinois? Oh, yeah. What that was, was, what was, that, that was maybe like five years later. Okay. I got that... Um, Glenn Lewis, mm-hmm. w- really good friend of mine. He was like hooking me up. Like, this is my friend Renee. She could sing. He started like taking me to like all the live circuits. And yeah, he was introducing me to everybody. He introduced me to somebody, and they pretty much got me the job at Illinois dot com. And mm-hmm. they were like, all "What right. were you doing for them?" Tell, well, tell me about Illinois. What was Illinois about? Internet was like the it was like uh, Illinois was the first internet radio station. Yeah, it was owned by Too Cool Radio. Yeah, and Too Cool Radio had all these like subsidiary labels, um, like uh, stations. Okay, and ours was for like the R and B and hip hop, and then, yeah. you know they had different uh, Iceberg. I believe it was Iceberg Media, and then they had like dance and like the EDM, mm-hmm. and you know the trance because trance was really big then. Yeah. And, um. We were all getting paid. What is so amazing is a lot of us were there. There was like King Turbo, uh, Baby Blue Sound Crew, the Soka Controllers. There was uh, the Enforcers. Like a ton of us were all working out of this little place. Mm -hmm. And we were getting paid, which was like rare back then. Yeah. 
and uh, we were traveling. They were booking us. Really? Yeah. It was and what were you doing? I was the host okay. of a show called Tie It Up with Miss Felicia. She was a female DJ. Okay. Yeah. And Glenn hooked it up. He was just like, do some drops. Initially, it was like, oh, just come do some drops. They needed a female voice. Mm-hmm. Then they we, we really got along. And they were like, do you want to do the show every week? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then it just kind of. One thing after another just really started happening. It was really cool. When did when did you start? Like when did you start singing? When did people start encouraging you? I mean, like after school and stuff. To hey, why don't you? You know what? It was always like uh, my friends. Like I was like the jukebox and like the schoolyard. People would always be like sing. Yeah. But not until Glenn once again he uh, Marcus Kane, a producer, and mm-hmm. needed a female singer. His wife Sophie and him wrote a song called My Baby, The Hook. And they needed a female singer to sing the song. Yeah. And they were thinking about Glenn, but they're like, ah, a woman would probably be better. So they asked Glenn if Glenn knew any female vocalists. They didn't want Marcus's wife to sing it? And, well, she was just a writer. Okay. Yeah, at the time, Sophie Sophie was just writing. They were. Uh, she's a great writer, actually. And um, we ended up meeting. So Glenn hooked it up. We, I ended up meeting Marcus Kane at a Flow Showcase like a panel, yeah, yeah. and we just really connected within a week of mm-hmm. me meeting him. We recorded the record, and we put it out, and it just took off. Like, there's a saying, like, the record took off and left me, you know, because it was, like, playing everywhere. Yeah. Like, I had no clue what yeah. was happening. Yeah. Did you go, did you, like, support it? Were you, were you were yeah, people I was booking tra- you? Yes, or? people were booking me. I was traveling. I got uh, offered. I was living in New York for a while, performing. But yeah. at the time, the labels were, like, merging. And mm. a lot of the labels were, like, dissolving. And unfortunately, I was with a subsidiary that was connected to Warner. And, you know, Warner doesn't have the greatest reputation when it comes to, like, taking care of their artists. Mm. So we kind of all just got, like, swept under the rug because they just were cutting everything. Yeah. just That's crazy. So it's like it never happened. It's so crazy how much work you put in. Yeah. Because I was working out of like the studio with so many great people. It's mm-hmm. like if you get caught up in your head, it could get to your head. You have to stay grounded. Tell me about that. Like what was going on around you? Like I had security. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would go. So this was a big song. Yeah. It did very well. And, yeah. the, and it was all independent. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is I never got a chance to do a video for mm-hmm. that video, for yeah. that song. Yeah. Um, so it didn't get to go all the way. Yeah. You know? And then I met James Bryan. Who's he? Tell me about him. He's a guitar player from the Philosopher Kings. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he's a part of uh, Prozac. Mm-hmm. And I met him on the back of his tour bus when he was on tour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my friend Felicia, the one I had the show with, was their DJ. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she would tour with Prozac. Yeah. And she was so amazing. She would always be like, you got to hear my girl Renee sing. And fully, like, in those movies, sang on the back of the tour bus. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, okay. And then what happens after that? And he was like, we exchanged information. Yeah. And uh, we connected, and we went to the studio a few times. We actually recorded out of Universal Studio a couple of times. They have a studio at the label, and we recorded Beautiful World. Mm. And we recorded a few other songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And that was the title track on his. It, he had a solo album. Yeah. And it was the title track on his album called Beautiful, Beautiful World. World. Yeah. And you're singing that. Yeah. Look at that. It's like a house, more like house and 
yeah, it's really cool. It really opened um, the market for me because, like, my, you know, I guess a different genre yeah. of music. So it's like so many other people got an opportunity, and they released it out in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, the company was called Inevitable Records. I believe that's what they were called, yeah. That's so nice. It's really cool. I, and I forgot that your your previous song, Mm-hmm. My baby, that, yeah, that was on a Showtime. Yeah, it was uh, Soul Food for yeah. the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um, uh, one of the first placements I got. Yeah. I did a lot of background vocals on it, like oohs and ahs, and <laughs> the whole series. Like it's like it's funny on the t- on the actual TV show, not just yeah. the song. Yeah, wow, a lot of like just the behind the scenes. Like, yeah, little that must be Marcus cool. Kane. Marcus Kane was doing a lot of the the um, scoring. Yeah. For the show. All right. So he would hook me up. It was just really sweet. That is so cool. Yeah. So you've got these two songs mm-hmm. that, that you've sung. Yes. Um, what happens after that? Do you, are you, are you more of a, you know, you've got, like, were you working full time as well? Or? Yes. So this Still is. Still at World Bank? So, that's right. <laughs> Tell me about World Bank. What were you doing there? Okay. So initially I started, I was in uh, the visa department. Okay. And literally all I did was activate visas. But are you? Are people calling you saying I need to activate? Nonstop. My- boop, boop. Did you ever go deal with this? This is Renee Winter, and um, did you hear my song <laughs> on Flow? What's really funny is <laughs> when they were playing it, people would come to my desk and be like, "What are you doing here?" Because they don't understand the concept. They because of the smoke and mirrors that the industry. The industry yeah, yeah. They assume if you're on the radio, you're rich. If you're <laughs> Wait, so that's not true. It's not true. No. You got to work. Okay. And I'm telling you, if you don't own your stuff, yeah. you're not, you got to be on the road. Yeah. So on this one, you didn't own it. You were just the singer, right? Well, the first one I owned. You the owned second one, yeah. no. Okay. Yes. Universal and James. Okay. Yeah, but I did help co-write. So, you know, I have my publishing. You get your royalties. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been so. Like people are coming to. What are you doing? You're, you're pretty much. It was so awkward. I eventually, radio. but I was smart. I took a leave of absence. Okay. I didn't just quit because like you gotta be smart. You gotta yeah. Be, <laughs> just quit the job, and I just and I made a great connections with them mm-hmm. to the point like I went back and when I was on maternity leave, I was with Royal Bank. Like mm. I just left maybe like uh, 2015 <laughs> after like all these years. Yeah. Jeez. I know. They're the greatest. They treat their employees good. I'm not even just saying that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is funny. So you're working. You're working at the bank. Mm-hmm. You're making music mm-hmm. on the side or a hobby. Nine to five, five to nine, pretty much. Right. Nine to five at Royal Bank. Five, yeah. Five to nine, writing, singing. Yeah. Um. Is there? Is there? It almost sounds like that's a big break for you. It seems. But, but is there? Was there a breakthrough? Like what did you say? 2015. Yeah. And you finally left? Yeah. What was that big break? Or was there a big break? Or was it just, you know what? No. I got to now focus. Yeah. What happened? It really, really what it is, is the music business is really 90% business, 10% mm. talent. You know? And you could be traveling all over the world. And that's why a lot of people, you see, they're very depressed in the industry because, you work so hard yeah. and you never realize to take care of your business because you trusted people mm. to take care of it for you yeah. because you are doing a lot. You know, the business part of it isn't for everyone. I definitely would. I can see why artists get depressed and saddened because they build you up. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
on and they put you on this pedestal and all this excitement and you're still struggling unless you really know what you want out of this business. Like, and that yes, happened to you. Like yes. people were building you up. Oh, of course. Empty yeah. promises, broken promises. Yeah. You know, you just have to learn to do it yourself and not everybody wants to put in that time because it does take time. Is that where Winterland, is that Hawaii and how you yeah. started Winterland? With my family, yeah. Tell me about that. We just realized, like even when I did my baby, I, um, it's like sometimes you're supposed to just stay on track. Okay. Right? Because what, what does that I mean? Feel like I started, I knew what I wanted. I yeah. started Winterland. I worked with Marcus. I did that song independently. But then I started meeting other people along the way who were like, I can do this for you. We could do this for you. Come to New York, work with this, work with that. That was still a great opportunity. Sure. But mm-hmm. it pulled me in a different direction that I, my vision had, I had been on. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Because I did need the help. But. It diverted off of the main On what you actually wanted to do. Exactly. What was that thing? Like, what did you want to do? I wanted to put out my own music independently. Okay. Period. You wanted to have your own album, your own singles, your own songs. That's right. I wanted to be heard. It was that simple. Okay. I just wanted to be heard. I wanted people to know I was here. Yeah. And people were saying, yeah, we'll do a record for you. We'll do this. But they never really did. Mm. But I found out it's because they didn't really have the money. Or they didn't really have the connections. Like, they can't get so-and-so on the phone. You thought they could. And I so thought they could. Yeah. Because they tell you they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got pictures with so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Right? Hmm. So you're thinking, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, so they who's, can do this. So whose idea was, was setting up Winterland? It was my idea, and yeah. my family supported me. Yeah. They were like, it's a good idea. This is who you are. Just, mm-hmm. just do it. And then... You know, we got a little off the track, but now we're back on track. Yeah. So Winterland. So what is Winterland? Is that just a? It's an entertainment. I would call it entertainment company. It's okay. a place where artists can come. Mm-hmm. Whether you need a demo. Yeah. One song. Yeah. Photos. Yeah. So a place you can be productive and then compete on a professional level. Mm. So if you need professional pictures, yeah. you need an EPK, come to us. Yeah. We could help you because okay. we got the right connections. We know writers. We know producers, photographers, stylists, whatever mm-hmm. you need, graphic design. Yeah. You know? Okay. So we want to bridge that gap and inspire, you know, nothing against our men, but mm-hmm. our women need to know mm-hmm. that we can do this for ourselves. You don't need to fall in love with your producer or the president or your manager for it to really happen. Yeah. Because you do plateau. I've seen a lot of my friends and women in the industry, they just plateau because they're dating whoever. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it ourselves. Is that a thing? It is a thing. Like they'll date to... Really? Of course. I don't know these From things. From the beginning of time. We yeah. could We could name multiple people hmm. on and on. They marry whoever. Yeah. You know? It works for some and for others. In the others. hopes of hitting the big time. Of course. Ah. You know, because this who they are. Like they love it. They love it. They're willing to do whatever for it, which is, you know, no judgment. But you know what? Not every way is for Yeah. The same person, you know, like your way isn't my way. We're all different. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Winterlands it's taking you place like New York, Atlanta. LA. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like who like are you are you who are you working with? What side what sort of artist? I'm artists, going out music? there like 
my own leads. Some yeah. are cold, some are warm. Yeah. Yeah. And these are the other artists, like how you were back in the... Pretty much, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm still in contact with Wu, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I talked to him the other day, and he's like, yes, I'm so glad you're back, you know? Mm-hmm. So I still actually am in contact with most of the people I've uh, worked with, which yeah. is pretty cool. Are you producing other artists as well? No, but eventually I would love to. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so tell me, you, you, you get back, what is it? Back on the horse, back in the saddle, back. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. get back somewhere. Yeah. Right. Back and focusing on music. Yeah. Um, and when was that? Was, what year was that? Is that just like recently past few months or? No, like three years, three about years? three years. Seriously. Okay. Cause I, I connected with Andrina and it was okay. so crazy. Like she literally was like down the street. Yeah. It was so crazy. We would always see each other in Toronto. Okay. And we lived down the street. Wow. Yeah. So then I just started going to her house all the time and recording. And she was like, you know what? I'm getting ready to leave Mm -hmm. to L.A. But this, what we're doing, shouldn't stop because I'm in L.A. She's like, you need to just invest in the equipment. I'll tell you what to buy Mm -hmm. and keep it going. Yeah. And as scared as I was, the learning curve, like I would just be sitting there like looking at the computer. Yeah. Tears in my eyes, you know? Why? Because it was so hard Mm. to figure out. What did what? What wire went oh, where? What okay, this okay. goes here? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not like I went to school for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you thinking about going back to school for that? Eventually, yeah, I would yeah. love to. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be like certified and you know be able to teach. Yeah, and really, you know, I'll still always like help, but I would love to. So, is it what? What is your? Do you have a new path, a new vision? Is it? Is it to? make music is it to help others like what, what is it's it for a bit you? of both to be honest um okay. i want to really inspire people like you could do it yourself you could create mm-hmm. on your own um i remember when i thought i couldn't write a song yeah but i can yeah you know you can do whatever you want you mm-hmm. can if you put your mind to it and i want to help young girls like even for me i didn't always date the best guys and I got myself <laughs> into like situations I maybe have shouldn't have you know what I mean it's like don't paralyze your future because mm-hmm. of your past like forgive yourself mm. a lot of us are like stuck in our past and we can't get over the mistakes we made but it's like it's a new day if it's creating if it's you know you want to be a teacher yeah. just do it Yeah. even if you're like a lawyer and now you want to be a writer or a speaker, you should do it. What is it? I mean, you've mentioned a couple of times about women having to do certain things to make it or, you know, not having, whether it's the confidence or just the feedback they get from the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, What things have you had to go through Mm -hmm. um, that you believe men haven't had to go through because they're just men and they control the space? Yeah, um, lots of times I've been in like a one-on-one like studio session and literally a guy has like literally from my knee trying to go up, up my leg and I'm like, uh, no, you know, mm. and you like start looking for exits now. It's like, okay, the energy just changed. Okay, is he a good guy? Is he going to get forceful? Is he, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't want to be too rude because you don't know what kind of like energy. So you kind of like be playful. Like, haha, don't do that. I don't like that. Yeah. Like stop that. Because at that time I was by myself. I started learning, okay, maybe I should bring a friend. Mm. Maybe I should bring some different energy. 
So, you know, and then once I started getting like representation, like, you know, managers and I was working with a label, it made it a little bit easier because they weren't trying weird stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of, it's so crazy. Even the one guy I was working with, he called me like late at night, like talking crazy. Hmm. You know, I was like, what is this? Like, why do you just wanted to make music? Right. Hmm. But because a lot of people, I can understand why people fall in love. We write love songs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're like singing from the heart. You know, we're singing micro. We're looking eye to eye. (laughs) We're getting emotional. Yeah. And then you kind of like have a moment like, oh, snap back out of it. Yeah. I feel like like with acting, right? Mm. They always say the co-star, they fell in love. Well, yeah. Mm. Because you kind of need a real chemistry. Yeah, yeah. To make hits. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So kind of like a little bit of a blurred line a little yeah. bit. But um, people have to respect, like, if I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to. Sure. And a lot of people have, like, oh, whatever. She'll get there on her own, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. not going to fall for, like, the antics. Yeah. Because it's, like, most of the time, like, I had the job. Yeah. So, and I have a really great support group, like, my family. And it's, like, when I need something... They help me out, but I'm very good. I'm always pay people back, you know? Which is good. Yes. So that when you come back again, yeah. they'll help you out again because they don't have to chase you down. So you've released this single now. Yeah. This latest speak. Mm-hmm. You're working on a video. That's right. It was already done. Video's done? Yep. Okay. I'm just waiting for that final cut. I've right. been watching. We're on second cut. Yeah. I made a couple adjustments. I feel like... This is it now. So I'll have that within the next couple of days. All right. Yes. So what, what are the plans after that? What do you, How do you support that? Where do you go from there? Right. Ideally, I want to be performing. Yeah. Um, partner up with some charities, get some endorsements, just be working, a working artist. Yeah. And really giving back to the community. I want to give back and do some service. Yeah. Yeah. I want to inspire young girls. Like, you got this. Yeah. Because I feel like... We wait for people. Hmm. Like, even all of us, we're guilty. It's like we want someone to, like, validate the plan. Even though we <laughs> we know what we want to do. Yeah. We know what we have to do. But we kind of want to see what our best friend thinks or hmm. our boyfriend or girlfriend. You know? like It's like you want to feel it out a little bit. Like, you're taking out, like, a tally. You know? It's like, why do we do that? We know what we have to do. Like, yeah. It's, like, inside that voice. Like, I always say that's, like, your inner God voice or something. Is there an EP or a full length album? Yeah, I want. Are to those see. things anymore? By the way, so this is what why I'm dropping single, single because okay. I feel like I have to rebuild my audience. Like okay. realistically, yeah, yeah, they don't know me anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm like a new artist, which is exciting. Okay, you know, because the industry has completely changed. You know, with people like Drake and The Weeknd, like, and Daniel Caesar, like mm. Jesse Reyes, like the list goes on and yeah. on how the real careers are being made. These are touring artists, Grammy-nominated, Grammy-winning. Yeah. Because, you know, it was like a one-off. Celine, Shania, you know? It was like one here, one over there, and then like a little bit of R&B, the Tamiya or the Deborah Cox. Like, it, it was mm-hmm. just such a little... Yeah. Now it's like a now plethora it's, Yeah, it's artists bubbling up and this, growing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like just, I want to know who's who. Mm-hmm. I want to meet everybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good, good. So album, yes? Yes, album. I'm All gonna, right. I'm going to call it Winterland. Ah, that makes sense. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. Nice. How would you describe your music? Like what kind of sound is it? 
very like R&B, smooth, laid back, soulful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do anything that's sort of inspired? Anything to, to, to almost reflect some of the music that your parents were listening to, like the Al Greens and such? Yes, yes. This album is going to be very... Like, I don't want to call it inspirational, but I want people to know it gets better. Because, like, a lot of my friends are, like, feeling a little stressed out. Everyone's getting older. It's like, no, embrace it. It's such a blessing to be Mm. alive and to be aging. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. Aging? Yes, yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> it is. Like, the knowledge-wise, knowledge. Because like, yeah, I'm 39, I yeah. and I'm not ashamed. Like, yeah. people hide their age, and they want to cover it up. I'm not covering it up. Yeah. I'm proud. I want people to know, after you have kids, you still have a chance. You oh, still yeah, got for sure. Dreams, right? Yeah. You still got goals. Nice. Get a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, well, how is four and six are your kids? Yeah. They yeah. can take care of themselves. Eh? Right? That's true. They're making breakfast so. and everything nowadays. Jeez. Bread and peanut butter. <laughs> They're good. No big deal, right? <laughs> no big deal. Not at all. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, on your Instagram account, mm-hmm. it says entrepreneur. Yes. Is it musician slash entrepreneur? It says uh, entrepreneur and then underneath says musician. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're doing other things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, there's this also family business. Mm-hmm. In, is it food? You do doing some stuff with food. Yes. Tell me about that. Um, it's so cool. Both of my parents are now retired. Okay. And the first year my dad retired, he was really like bored. He was with the post office for like 40 years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he was getting bored. Yeah. He gave up his dreams actually for his kids. Yeah. What was his dream? To cook and okay. have his own spices. And yeah. uh, he makes like his own jerk seasoning. Like he makes the mm. actual rub from scratch. Yeah. Um, and he used to like sell food and Friday nights. I remember we would help him like prepare the food. But he was like too many people were coming through the house. And okay. He had like all girls, you know. So yeah. He's, like, oh, fair enough. It's getting a little too live over here. <laughs> a too much action on Friday nights. So they kind of just shut it down. But they were making a lot of good extra money on the side. Yeah. But because of, you know, the we were all kids. He was just like, you know what? I'm going to let it go for now. So then with retirement, it just went hand in hand because we all grew up in the kitchen. So yeah. we're like, let's continue where we left off. And then we started Sweet Like That. And That's sweet, the name of the company. That's the name like of the that? company. Okay. Yeah. And my grandmother, she's the face. My dad's mom. Okay. She's the face of, uh, she's our logo. And we do. What's a, your granny's name? My gra- Bernice. Bernice. Bernice Kim. She's okay. a Chinese Jamaican. Okay. Yes. All right. So her, her, um, her parents were like merchants. They came in from like China mm-hmm. and opened like flower shops and dance studios. And then that's how, you know, we kind of fused. But um, she was a great cook too. So it was just in the family. To just continue to make food, like let's keep it going. Are there certain foods that you that you specialize? in? Yeah, we have a product called Salamangundi. Okay. It's uh, made from smoked red herring. Mm. It's definitely an acquired taste. I would describe it as uh, like a um, a spread. Uh, they have these water crackers, these Jamaican water crackers. Everybody's like, "What do you have, What do you put on these tough okay, water okay. crackers?" Yeah. So it's like a spread. Okay, yeah. You would put on that. Um, yeah, it's very spicy because of the fish to balance out that fresh okay. taste. And um, it's definitely an acquired taste, but it's good. Nice. Yeah. And we're in 
Kensington Market at uh, Caribbean Corner. Yeah. We're at uh, Charlie's in Mississauga. We're in Brampton, Nicey's. We're in a few spots. Look at that. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. He's excited. He keeps him busy. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. That's perfect. And it's a family affair. Yeah, it really is. That's so good. How is it, you know, coming, getting back into the swing of things uh, and being a mom? Like, how do you balance all that? You know what? It's a good question. I am a very routine person. Okay. I take pride in being like on time. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed very quickly with my kids, well, initially like my first, once I had him in a routine, it's like he knew what was coming next. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, okay, well, we had just eaten breakfast, and then now we're playing and reading. Then we're probably going to have a snack, and then we're going to go and do a little thing, and then we're going to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have, like, he knew what was coming. Yeah. So it made for him a better child, I believe, too, because the consistency. So because I had them on routine, by 7 o'clock, 7.30, both of my kids were in bed. Mm-hmm. I sleep trained them. It took nice. time. It took yeah, like sure. two, three months yeah, to yeah. sleep train them. It was super tough, mm-hmm. but it was worth it because it gave me my sanity. Yeah. So, of course, kids are kids, but they're overall, they're very well behaved when it comes to like by the time 830 comes, it's like. Sure. It's like with anything, right? If you sort of set expectations and train and everything, they respond to their environment. I think. Right. That's so what I, f- I think. Yeah. Right. So that's why I feel like I'm able to come here right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And have these sit downs and these conversations because I prepared them. Like I want to set them up for success pretty sure. much. Like they know that like they already have to do hard work. Yeah. It's crazy. It's not easy out there. Yeah. <laughs> like my my kid, he's grade one. He has a spelling test every Friday. Okay. We got words of the week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You I know? remember that. I remember that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, Oh yeah, this is why these kids know how to spell. They're having mm. a spelling test. It's like we forget how much we had to use our brain. True. We're so lazy outside of school. <laughs> yeah. You're asking Google for everything, right? Siri. Yeah. <laughs> How you were, th- was it three years old when you remember you started singing? Yeah. Yeah. So now your kids are like four and six. What are they doing? You know what's funny? They told me that they're coming on stage with me and everything. They're showing me their moves and stuff. What? So they're dancers? Uh, they're yeah. Right? Like dancing? I have a show coming up on the 27th. They're like, oh, we can't wait. <laughs> I was like, guys, it's 13 and over. You know? And they're like, oh, what? We can't come? They're like, that's not fair. <laughs> but I said they could come to the rehearsal. So Where are you playing? When is this again? Uh, October 27th at okay. the Living Arts Center. Mississauga. Yes. All right. It's the first ever Saga City Music Fest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who else is playing on that? Uh, there's a few other artists there. Um, I don't know all of them because yeah. like, I'm coming back up, but yeah. I think it'll be really exciting. Like, They look like they are good. Nice. I checked out a couple of them, and they sound really good, so I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah, so you're excited now? Yeah. Not now, but I know you've always been. It sounds like you've always been excited. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. It's really a blessing. Yeah? Yeah. Is it a good time to be back? It is. Yeah. It is. I feel like 2020 is like 2020 vision. <laughs> Go do your thing. Yeah. 2020 is coming. You know, I feel like 2019 for a lot of people was like a comeback year. Like everybody's just kind of going after they whatever they want. And it's like if you feel like you have something to bring to the table, it's like step out. Mm-hmm. I just glanced at my nose. There was one thing I totally forgot to ask. Okay. Tell me about this, this thing with Nelly. Mm-hmm. You went to a concert. Like, tell me what? What? Tell me about that. That whole experience. So funny. It's so funny. Um, wow. A friend of mine who yeah. I still talk to all the time. Her name's Monique. Mm-hmm. Huge Nelly fan. Yeah. 
no shade to Nelly, but I wasn't with the down, down, baby. Like, it wasn't my thing, you know? And she was like, I love him. Please come with me. Yeah. She's like, I'll buy your ticket. I'm like, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. I go, being a good friend. But we're sure. like in the nosebleeds. Because right. the tickets sold out so quickly. By the time she got the tickets, just think about the nosebleeds. Like, close your eyes. Yeah. Right? ACC. All right. Way up there. That's where I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay? They have this competition. Mm-hmm. During the concert. During the concert. Okay. Between other artists. Because like Fabulous was opening for him. A whole bunch of other people were there. Mm-hmm. Like just opening up. Yeah. And in between each act, they were like, yes, you know, every city we go to, we look for the best talent in the audience. Who's the best singer? Come up. I promise you. Yeah. It was like the gong show. Yeah. And the man was killing us. Oh, Toronto, you're whack. This is terrible. Yeah. I heard so many great things about Toronto. This is what you're coming up on stage with? And they're booing the oh, people. Really? Oh, it was. But, and the people were actually bad? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't And my friend yeah. hit me like elbow. And she's like, I'm telling everybody that you were here. Yeah. And you let this happen. Yeah. And I was like. Because they knew how good you were. But I. I not even that. Yeah, I didn't even think about going up there. Like you're in the nosebleeds. How are you going to get all the way down there? You actually had to get to the stage and sing. Exactly. Yeah. Who's going to do that? Me, because I ran. <laughs> Did you actually? I to- actually ran down. Okay. Because I don't know what made me think yeah. she would. Her telling anybody would make a difference yeah. to me anyway. But it was the principle because it really it looked bad. So tell me, you you, you go down, right? They, and they, you said, I want to go sing and they let you go through? Pretty much. Like, I literally ran down, ran down. People are looking at me and now they're cheering me on. Like, I'm telling, it's like in a movie, they see me running. Yeah. <laughs> and I promise, they're like, go, 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 go. I swear. And I'm like, what is happening? I get down. Yeah. I don't even have a song. Security's like, what do you, what, like, can I help you? I'm like, I'm going up to sing. He lets me through. Yeah. I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, I don't have a song. Yeah. What am I going to sing? Mm-hmm. Fabulous is there. He's like, go kill it, girl. Go have fun up there. I'm yeah. like, oh, no. That just happened, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the guy hands me the mic. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Renee. He's like, you, you're going to sing? I'm like, yeah. What you going to sing? I'm thinking, I don't know. And I just start saying, I just said Faith Evans or whatever. And yeah. then. I just start singing, now that we have come to be. I sang the whole thing. By the time I got to, I never knew there was a, the entire building was singing, love like this before. I was like, wow, wow. At that very moment, like I've had moments, but that's when I was like, I can do this for real. And this was before I even recorded my baby. I was like, I can do this. And sometimes, you know, like the synchronicity in the universe, like right after that came on st- off stage, yeah. a week later, I met Marcus Kane. Then a week after that, I recorded the song. Like it just kind of really, after that moment, it's pretty cool. Wow. I think that's an awesome way. It was exciting. Yeah. It was cool. That's super. Listen, thank you so much. Thank you for having for coming me. This in. was awesome. 